Welcome to the Weekly Holy Reading with Bree. Each week, I guide you and prompt you through a portion of Scripture with the discipline of Lectio Divina. If you're not familiar with what Lectio Divina is, I encourage you to go listen to the first episode where I briefly explain the discipline and talk about the process and different stages of Lectio Divina. Go ahead and get your Bible and journal ready and prepare to meditate on God's Word. Today we will be reading through Revelation chapter 16 and 17. I will be reading from the ESV Bible. Before I begin reading, I thought I would share just a little bit about the past couple of weeks for me. The past couple of weeks have been very hard for me. I have never felt so out of sorts in my life. As my husband and I prepare to move our family to a new city, I find myself mourning so many things. It's a strange place to be in. Strange to experience such opposite emotions of loss and mourning and excitement and anticipation. When I'm out and about doing my outward responsibilities, I find myself yearning more and more for my little red couch where I sit with Jesus. Because it is there that I sit in prayer in his presence that all my worries dissolve. It's sitting in the knowledge of his love that really makes me feel unshakable. It is in prayer and in his presence that I am filled with courage to step out into the messy world that we live in. This week, when I began thinking about how I was going to lead you into meditation today, I was reminded of a road trip that I took by myself a few years ago. I had already been driving for a few hours and came upon some of the most beautiful scenery. Now, this wasn't the beautiful mountains or all along the coast. It was actually quite the opposite. Some people might not even describe this scenery as beautiful. They would probably describe this scenery as desolate. And I'm not sure if my description will do it justice, but I'll try. I looked down the highway, and the road disappeared into the horizon. The only thing I saw, from the left to the right, were plateaus, and they were sprinkled with rocks and boulders and mesquite trees, sand. It was just open land that stretched far beyond my windshield, open land as far as the eye could see. As I soaked in the scenery, I heard the Lord say, Bree, this is how much I love you. 
Do you see this land, how it expands from the east to the west? This is how vast my love is for you. I tell you this so that you may also know that this is his love for you. Every time you see the horizon and the land stretching from the east to the west, I want you to be reminded of how vast God's love is for you. Psalm 36, 5-9 says, Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge In the shadow of your wings, they feast on the abundance of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light do we see light. As we move into a time of quieting our minds and our bodies, I want you to spend some time thinking about a memory of when you were out in nature and you felt very, very small compared to how big God is. And in feeling how big God is, you actually did not feel insignificant. You actually felt like you were the only one that he was looking at. Go back into your memory or your imagination and think of a time when God's creation spoke to you. Meditate on Psalm 36, 5-9 and pray God's word back to him. Pause and do that. Oh Lord, thank you that you are beyond generous with your love. Thank you that your love is so big for us that it is beyond what our human minds can even contain. Oh Lord, as we begin reading, come be near to us. In chapter 17, verse 9 of Revelation, it says, This calls for a mind with wisdom. Pour into us wisdom that can only come from you. Give us understanding and enlightenment. Reveal to us treasures from your word so that we might be more prepared to speak the gospel to others while anxiously awaiting your return. Amen. Turn to Revelation chapter 16. As I'm reading, I want you to think about 
God's character. What is God showing you about himself in this chapter? Revelation 16 Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, Go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth, and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and every living thing died that was in the sea. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of the water, and they became blood. And I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, Just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was, for you brought these judgments, for they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, and it was allowed to scorch people with the fire. They were scorched by the fierce heat, and they cursed the name of God who had power over these plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast, and its kingdom was plunged into darkness. People gnawed their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and their sores. They did not repent of their deeds. The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings from the east. And I saw, coming out of the mouth of a dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, three unclean spirits, like frogs. For they are demonic spirits, performing signs, who go abroad to the kings of the whole world to assemble them for the battle on the great day of the Almighty God. Behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake, keeping his garments on, that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. And they assembled them at the place that in Hebrew is called Armageddon. The seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air, and a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne, saying, It is done. And there were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, and a great earthquake, such as there had never been since a man was on the earth. So great was that earthquake. The great city was split into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and God remembered Babylon the great to make her drain the cup of wine of the fury of his wrath. And every island fled away, and no mountains were to be found. And great hailstones, about one hundred pounds each, fell from heaven on the people, and they cursed God 
for the plague of the hail, because the plague was so severe. After reading this chapter, I want you to think about what causes you to fear the Lord. And by fear the Lord, I mean, what causes you to have a profound reverence and awe for the Lord in this chapter? I also want you to think about what in this chapter about God's character do you find comfort in Him? Spend some time praising God for who he is. Pause and do that. Now I want you to read chapter 16 yourself. Read it out loud. Watch for any word that pops out to you. Are there any phrases that become highlighted to you or repeat in your mind as you are reading? Read chapter 16, then journal with the Lord about the things that were highlighted to you. Pause and do that. As I was reading through chapter 16, verses 9 and 11 stuck out to me. They did not repent of their deeds. I began asking the Lord, O Lord, please make me a woman that desires a repentant heart. O Lord, make me a woman with a soft heart, willing to receive you and walk in your ways. As I read verses 9 through 11, when it said they did not repent of their ways. I was reminded of John the Baptist and his ministry. John the Baptist broke the 400 years of silence with his ministry. He was the voice crying out, preparing the way of the coming Messiah. The theme of his ministry was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Christ followers, we know that King Jesus has come and that he is coming again. Perhaps we need to take a page out of John the Baptist's ministry and start shouting from the rooftops, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Prepare the way for the coming Messiah. As we read chapter 16, and we see the pain that these people are going through and are still so hard-headed and blind that they refuse to repent and give glory to God. Doesn't this make you want to warn everyone so that they do not have to go through this pain. I want you to spend some time asking Jesus to search and reveal to you 
any area in your life that you are not letting go of or walking in his way. Then I want you to ask the Lord if there is any person in your life that he is wanting you to reach out to and share the kingdom of heaven with them. Pause and do that. Turn to Revelation chapter 17. As I'm reading, watch and listen for any words or phrases that are standing out to you. Revelation chapter 17. Then one of the seven angels who had the bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality, and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk. And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names, and it had seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes and of earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I marveled greatly. But the angel said to me, Why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and of the beast with the seven heads and the ten horns that carry her. The beast you saw was and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on the earth, whose names have not been written in the book of the life from the foundation of the world, will marvel to see the beast, because it was, and is not, and is to come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. There are also seven kings, five of whom have fallen. One is, the other has not yet come. And when he does not, he must remain only a little while. As for the beast that was and is not, it is an eighth, but it belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are the ten kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind, and they hand over their power and their authority to the beast. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and those with him are called and chosen and faithful. And the angel said to me, The waters that you saw, where the prostitute is seated, are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. And the ten horns that you saw 
They and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with the fire. For God has put it into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and heading over their royal power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the kings of the earth. Now I want you to spend some time recording your thoughts as you read through this chapter. Write down the phrases and words that stood out to you. Pause and do that. As I was reading chapter 17, I was drawn to John marveling at the woman and the angel asking him, why do you marvel at her? And then a little further down, it says, those whose mind is not set on God would marvel at the beast. Marvel is defined as filled with surprise, wonder, curiosity. In Greek, the word marvel is connected to the word wonder or admire. Now, wonder can just simply mean to see or perceive, but typically the word wonder involves more than merely seeing. It is connected to the idea of desire, interest, or pleasure. Was John wrong to marvel at the woman? What things do you marvel at when your mind is not set on God? Ask the Lord to give you a mind filled with wisdom so that you can see past the facades. Ask the Lord to give you wisdom so that you can truly know what your eyes are seeing and beholding. Ask God to give you strength to keep your eyes fixed on Him. For it is the Lamb that is the most beautiful. It is the Lamb that deserves all of our marvel and admiration. O Lord, we now choose to surrender all that we have to you. We lay down at your feet and say, Lord, that you can have it all. Lord, as we move forward into our week, make us like John the Baptist. Give us the courage to cry out, the kingdom of God is near. Help us to be a people that are able to teach the joy and the treasure of repentance so that more people may join your kingdom. All these things we pray in your name. All glory, all honor, all power are yours, Lord. Amen.